Great. Well, will you take up your Bibles, please, and uh, turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, we haven't got much time, but I'd like to just take you through a couple of these scriptures and just focus today on our Heavenly Father. And then right at the end, we're going to stand together and uh, sing the Lord's Prayer. So uh, plan to stay with us right to the end, because I believe it's going to be a special time. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 25, looking at our Heavenly Father today. Matthew chapter 6 from verse 25. Therefore I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious and worried about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, and about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life greater than food and the body than clothing? Verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Your heavenly Father feeds them. I'm so glad it doesn't say Mother Nature. Because most of you thought it was Mother Nature, huh? The Bible says your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth more than they? Verse 27, And which of you by worrying and being anxious can add one unit of measure to your stature or the span of your life? And why should you be anxious about clothes? Consider the lilies of the field and learn thoroughly how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all his magnificence, was not arrayed like one of these. I saw a documentary on the Travel Channel this week. Somebody was uh, doing a tour through Holland, showing us the tulips. And it was just miles on miles on miles of brilliant color. And um, it amazed me. And eventually they showed us one tulip that was deep, deep purple, almost the color of those back panels on the wall. And they called that color Queen of the Night. Brilliant, deep purple. But they said the holy grail of the tulip industry is a black tulip. And no one's been able to develop one yet. I thought, isn't that just like life? We've got everything. We've got every color. It's just magnificent. But we want the black one. I see this with Aram lilies. Everybody loves Aram lilies. And then suddenly the rage was something that had never been there before. A black Aram lily. And we rushed out and paid a fortune for two black Aram lilies that lasted about three weeks. And that was the end of them. And the white ones, they just keep blooming year in and year out. And year in and year out. And it's, humanity always wants something beyond what's there. And sometimes we, we get just like dissatisfied. You know, if only we could have that. If only we could have that. We miss all the beauty in the process. It says, I tell you, even Solomon in all his magnificence was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is alive and green and tomorrow is tossed into the furnace... Will he not much more surely clothe you, O you men of little faith? Verse 31. Therefore do not worry, and do not be anxious, saying, 
What are we going to eat? Or what are we going to have to drink? Or what are we going to wear? For the Gentiles or the heathens wish for and crave, diligently seeking after all these things. And here it is. Your heavenly Father well knows that you you are in need of them. Verse 33, but seek Him first and His kingdom and His righteousness. And then all these things taken together will be given to you besides. Verse 34, so do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Sufficient for each day is its own trouble. Isn't that a beautiful scripture? Twice it refers to the Heavenly Father. And it's in the context of the fact that the Heavenly Father feeds the birds and that the Heavenly Father, your Heavenly Father, knows your needs. And I just thought, what a great subject to speak about today, about our Heavenly Father. Do you know that in the Old Testament, God is not really referred to Father? It's quite an unusual thing. But in the New Testament, Jesus alone refers to God as Father 170 times. And when he taught us to pray, he said, you pray, our Father. Why? Because he wanted us to be in relationship with God. He wanted us to know God as our Father. And we must never forget the wonderful fact that we have a heavenly Father, and he loves you, and he loves me. And it doesn't really matter how you're feeling today. Your heavenly Father loves you. It says in Psalm 40 and verse 17, it says, I am poor and weak, yet the Lord is thinking about me right now. Would you close your eyes for a moment? That scripture says, the psalmist writes, he says, the Lord is thinking about me right now. Would you just just picture it? The Lord thinking about you right now. That is incredibly beautiful. Thank you, Lord, that you think about us. But you know, sometimes we can speak of Father God, almost like the Father, the Father. And it's almost like we, we distance ourselves when Jesus said we must say our Father. And maybe you've been speaking like that a little bit. You know, maybe you've even been using the name Father as a, as a bit of an inappropriate word. But today I want you to personalize it, and I want you to make the Father your Father. Because that's what Jesus said we can do. There's another scripture that I love to picture. It's in Psalm 69 and verse 3 from the Living Bible. I love this particular one and this particular translation. It says, I keep right on praying to you, Lord, for now is the time you are bending down to hear. And often when I'm praying, I'm imagining that the Lord is saying, my son, what is it? Oh, I know about that. My son, why are you worrying about that? Because I'm very good at worrying. Why, Why are you worrying about that? Oftentimes I'll just hear, I love you. I just know my heavenly Father loves me. And so I want you to personalize it for you today. And I don't want God to be the Father. 
are wanting to be your father. Sometimes we say our father because we think, you know, he's more for the corporate scene. In church, here where we're all gathered, he is our father. But can he be my father? Well, I tell you, I know that he can. And uh, one of the things I've had to discover is that God has had to become my father because I don't have an earthly father. And you know, the funny thing is earthly fathers, they do little things that you just don't realize. That's the funny thing. And um, the other day, I, I needed to go to the shops just to get some things for supper. And I was with my father-in-law. And uh, I said to him, well, will you stay here with the kids and I'll run into the shops and get what we need for supper. So he said, wait, 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 wait. But it wasn't thin like this, it was like this. <laughs> this one's always thin. <laughs> Maybe I'm not a father yet. He said, this was like this. He said, Take this with and get whatever you need. And you know, I just on principle don't carry a lot of cash because of the whole situation and crime and things like this. I don't want to. And I find that cash just seems to disappear. So <laughs> I seem to be able to control the slips better than the cash. So I end up in the shop. Now, I can't even get this into my pocket because it's so fat. And I'm like, it's not mine. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. You know. And I got inside and got what we needed and a bit extra. And I came there and I went, how much is it? And the lady looked. <laughs> I took it out, paid, went back to the car and thanked him. Now I want to tell you, you know, my father's been dead for a while, so I've even forgotten what that is like. <laughs> Maybe your father's been dead for a while as well, or he's not there, or he's never, done, never did that. But when we went out as kids, my father covered all the bulls. He never expected my mother to cover a bull. And anyway, my mother wasn't sure where the money was. <laughs> so he covered the bulls. And after he died, you know, my mother tried for a while to, but it didn't really work, although she does everything she can. But I had to do, start doing that myself. It's Harlate and Batal. There's no sugar daddy, and there's no... Father. But I learned a lesson that day because I, I suddenly remembered that's what my Father God is like. He says, ask, and it will be done. You know, he says, here it is. And we go, oh no, we can't use that. We'll just carry on scratching here. It's like we don't, we don't appreciate that. Or we don't really recognize it. And I want him to be your father today. My father. Your heavenly father loves you. That's what that scripture said. It says in 1 John 3 and verse 1, See how much our heavenly father loves us. For he allows us to be called his children. And think of it, we really are. Your heavenly father cares for you. He cares for you. It says in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7, it says, Cast the whole of your care, all your anxieties and all your worries, all your cares once and for all on Him. For He cares for you. 
He cares for you. He cares for you. In Nahum chapter 1 and verse 7 it says, The Lord is good a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in Him. Your Heavenly Father cares for you. Your Heavenly Father also forgives you. Isn't that beautiful? Your Heavenly Father forgives you. It says in 1 John 1 verse 9, well, let me first go to Isaiah 59 verse 2. Pat Commons, you'll know this from the HEDT days. Isaiah 59 verse 2, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. And that's what sin does. When sin comes in, it blocks us from the natural relationship we should have with our Heavenly Father. But along it comes in 1 John 1 and verse 9, it says, But if we confess, confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do you know, that is one of the most beautiful scriptures in the Bible. There's no condition. It doesn't say, if, you know, it doesn't say, if we confess our sins and He judges them not to be too serious or that He judges our hearts to be pure. Now, I do believe purity of heart's got something to do with it. But it says, if we confess. What does confess mean? Say it with your mouth. Let it out. Say, God, I failed in this area. I confess it, and it says He is faithful. We were listening to that video. He is faithful. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Next point, your heavenly Father wants to lead you. Your heavenly Father wants to lead you. I was one of those who took a long time to decide about getting married. I wasted a lot of time. I dated my wife for around five years before we got married. And I know about timing and everything in timing, but one day my father, I desperately wanted to know what I should do. And actually I wanted somebody to tell me what to do. And my father was convinced if he told me what to do, then I would blame him if something went wrong. So he said to me, I, I, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but just get on and marry the girl. <laughs> and don't blame me. But your heavenly Father wants to lead you. That's what he wants to do. He wants to lead you. It says in Isaiah 58 and verse 11, it says, And the Lord will guide you continually. And satisfy you with all good things and keep you healthy too. And you will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Psalm 23, verse 1 to 3 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. And I believe that the Lord wants to lead you as well. My last point is just an odd point. I've just written, Your Heavenly Father knows. Your Heavenly Father knows. And for me, one of the great joys is that nothing is hidden from God. That God knows my strengths, my weaknesses. He knows my failures, and He knows my successes. He knows. And it's one of the most reassuring things 
in my life to know that my heavenly Father knows. And in Luke chapter 12, verse 30, it says, Your heavenly Father knows your needs. He knows. This scripture says, So don't worry at all about having enough food and clothing. Why be like the heathen? For they take pride in all these things and are deeply concerned about them. But your heavenly Father knows. He knows. That struggle, that battle, that child, that situation, that financial thing, that nagging health condition, He knows. That unfulfilled prayer, that unfulfilled prophecy, that dream, that expectation, He knows. He knows. He knows. And uh, James Dobson often speaks about the betrayal barrier. And he says the betrayal barrier is a point that where we, where we get to in life, and everybody will get there sooner or later, where they think that even God has deserted them. And he calls it the betrayal barrier because many people come up against that barrier and they can't go further. The betrayal barrier. But he says that the betrayal barrier is not a physical barrier. It's something that we allow to come into our lives. We believe God has forsaken us. And he says we've got to press through. We've got to push through because there is no betrayal barrier. Because your Father, your Heavenly Father knows and He will not forget you. The great joy is that you and I can know our Heavenly Father. And that's something I'm working on to try and develop my relationship with my Heavenly Father. But you know, as a result, you and I can shine. We can shine because we have this hope. We have our Heavenly Father who loves us and cares for us and wants to lead us, who knows what's going on. And therefore we can shine. We have the Heavenly Father who said, cast all your care on me because I care for you. And we can shine. It says in Matthew chapter 5, don't hide your light. Let it shine for all. Let your good deeds glow for all to see so that they will praise your heavenly Father. And if the world sees us fretting and worrying and stressing and ah, it's not going to bring any glory to our heavenly Father. But if the world sees we're trusting, we're holding on to God, we're believing, we have this confidence in our Heavenly Father, it will bring God honor. And as a result, that's what it says. Let me read that last phrase to you. And so they will praise your Heavenly Father. Isn't that amazing? So don't hide your light, let it shine. Let your good deeds glow for all to see so that they will praise your heavenly Father. And as a result, we can have an influence around and on the lives of those around us. Last scripture. Can we ask that the musicians come up? And it says, and even sinful people like yourselves give children what they need. Don't you realize that your heavenly Father will do at least as much and 
give you the Holy Spirit. (laughs) My father sacrificed in his life so that there could be something left. I know of one family, the father once came to me and he said, well, the way I'm going to work things is that when they put the last sand on the grave, that must go with the last cent. I don't believe that. I believe as a father, the father wants to build up something for his children. It's what we call a legacy. And I believe God wants us each as men, as fathers, as grandfathers, as potential fathers, as those who fulfill the role of fathers. I believe God wants us to leave a legacy. A legacy that will cause others to praise our Heavenly Father. So today I was just wanting to encourage you and remind you that you have a Heavenly Father. Your Heavenly Father loves you. Your Heavenly Father cares for you. Your Heavenly Father forgives you. Your Heavenly Father wants to lead you. And your Heavenly Father knows. And that is part of the great joy we have of being children of God. Would you stand with me as we sing the Our Father?